I am a big fan of the fact that Moriarty's favourite composer is Johann Sebastian Bach. By the way, welcome back to Ruined Adults. This is Sherlock. Not actual Sherlock, but a Sherlock-related <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this episode is about Sherlock. Yeah, they're the words that I was supposed to use. <laughs> <laughs> they're in this. <laughs> it makes sense. We're back it's talking about Sherlock. We are, because I rewatched them all after Shani had that big old rant about Sherlock. In our previous um, episode about Sherlock, what went yes. wrong? What went wrong? And kids, buckle your seats, because I'm going to get ranty again. <laughs> she's going to get ranty, but don't worry, because whenever she's not talking, I'm going to be talking about Moriarty, Mycroft and Greg, the better characters. Hey, no. I'll be discussing them too. You just know that my angry side is going to rear its head too. Listen, I'm just, you know, what I feel like this situation is, which is completely not, it's like the carrot and the stick. Currently, you're going to be the stick. I'm going to be the carrot. What? (laughs) Do you not know, like, the... Yeah, uh... the carrot and stick method. Yeah. You're going to rant about things that people have heard before. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Uh, that sounds like an insult. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you don't do the same thing, Shakira. Yeah, okay. But sure. I am hurt, okay? <laughs> this wow, is I didn't a, know Moriarty was born in 76. Wow. Is only a few years older than my mum. Shh. What? My phone buzzed. <laughs> Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> that was so unnecessary. <laughs> My phone buzzed and it was loud enough for me to hear it. And I was like, uh-oh, what is it? And it just it's the news telling me that I can do home workouts. Listen, news. I'm key. Next. I'm key. <laughs> I'm key. <laughs> oh, we love that. Anyway... <laughs> Sherlock. Yes. So, um, we're going to be talking about a few things today. Yes. A focus will be on Moriarty. Um, yes. Because we didn't really touch on him a lot last episode. Um, I'm still talking one about of my favorites. Yeah, Moriarty is Shakira's favorite character, and Mycroft is too. And Mycroft, yeah. Um, and the the Strad, but obviously yes. you like Moriarty and Mycroft more. Yes. Um, I want to talk about Miss Hudson, Mrs. Hudson, at some point. Because I love her. Um, of yeah. course, I'm probably going to be talking about John and Sherlock at some point. But yeah. Um, Shakira, do you want to start? Like, what do you want to discuss? I just want to discuss, like, there was so much potential for Jim Rorati's character. Like, okay. I bet you, like, bottom dollar that... Um... <laughs> love that phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Oh, this doesn't help the fact that my manager is like, you've been watching too much American TV shows. It sounds like, like you've watched watch- Annie recently. Annie? Yeah, that's an Annie. That's Annie. The song. That's your bottom dollar. <laughs> oh, I hate myself more now. <laughs> Listen, if you don't know me, musicals aren't my forte. The fact that I can reference I... a musical without acknowledging it. I hate that. I know you do. I love musicals, so I don't mind. But continue. What were you saying? <laughs> My artist's character. Yeah, he he's so like I bet you that that 
Mark and Stephen probably after they'd released Reichenbach Fall yeah. and they got to series three and then to series four, I bet you they regretted killing Moriarty straight away because they like they stopped season four and everyone knows it's a horrific series. But if they kept Moriarty alive, yeah, the sole driving force for season four, may I add. If they kept him alive, they could probably have done, like, a better series. Yeah. Like, they didn't even need to use Eurus Holmes. It would have been so much better. I, yeah, I, I actually agree with you on this point. Um, I feel like Moriarty probably was killed too quick in yeah. season two. The reason I think they, they did this, um, I don't think Mark and Steven anticipated the show to be anywhere near as big as it got. Yeah. Um, and obviously after season one, it got huge, like massive. So I don't think they really planned out where the show was going. Um, and then obviously they they killed Moriarty off, which, you know, happens in the um, Sherlock Holmes adventures written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Um, yeah. It does happen in the Reichenbach Fall story. Um, but I feel like maybe they could have done that in, you know, season three or four if that was where they they wanted to like you know carry on um carry on writing the show um but because they did it kind of prematurely you have season four which is very chaotic and the narrative just oh it just doesn't work especially the final problem like yeah um the lying detective i thought was a beautiful episode like really good episode um and I didn't then, mind the six factors. Uh, no, see, for me... I didn't mind no. it. I didn't say it was great. I did, just didn't mind it. I I just think it was so cheap. It, it just, like, that... The six factors and the final problem to me just felt, like, really cheap. Whereas The Lion mm-hmm. Detective felt more like a Sherlock episode, apart from Sherlock was having a complete mental breakdown. Um, yeah. Which, like, you know... Sherlock always has. Yeah. Let's face it. But, He's always having a mental breakdown somewhere. I, I, I definitely agree with you, and I think Moriarty's kind of, um, like, his character potential was definitely squandered, especially since in the end of season three, they, like, kind of teased Moriarty coming back, and then obviously he didn't yeah. come back, um... He didn't, well, he didn't come back in the way that we expected, he was just a flashback. Yeah. I, and it was like, well, why? yeah. It was kind of like, well, Jim knew the whole time about Euros and um, that, you know, they had a sister, he'd been to see her, you know, all that jazz. Um, And it was like, yeah, but this doesn't, I don't know, I just felt like he didn't really develop the story that much. It was like, Jim's dead, so what difference does it make if he went and saw Euros? It doesn't really matter that much. Like, I think they solely did it so that it was like, like, we all know that Euros... And, like, Mycroft and Sherlock are, what, like, some of the most intelligent people in the world. Mm-hmm. I feel like they solely did it for the fact that they thought Eurus would need outside help to get, like, control of, of uh, Sheringford. But it's yeah. like, but she could do it by herself. Like, she didn't need Moriarty. I, I assume that she just did it to get Sherlock towards it but then how does Moriarty steer Sherlock towards Eurus it doesn't actually do anything like throughout the series I didn't see him going hey you got secret sister that's the thing like 
Not once in season one or season two did he ever, 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 ever hint at Sherlock having another sibling. It's just you, not mentioned anywhere. And you find out, like, if you if you do all that, the chronology, oh, well, the, the order. Chronology, is it? Yeah. Um, chron- chron- see, I struggle with that chronology. word too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you see that between Sherlock first meeting Moriarty in Scandal of the Graveyard and stuff, and the Reichenbach Falls, somewhere between that, Moriarty is taken by Mycroft, and therefore, after that, he then gets invited to Sherrinford. So you know before Moriarty stages the Reichenbach Fall that he knows about Sherlock's sister. Which, and in the Reichenbach Fall, you don't you don't know that. Yeah, like for me, I feel like if Moriarty did know this information, yeah, he would have teased Sherlock about it before he yeah. he died. But he doesn't. He radiates chaotic energy. Why would you keep something that big away? Like, just, it just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And it was like, how like Moriarty is one of the only people that can stand in the room with Euros and not get taken in by her manipulative ability like her manipulative personality yeah hence why Mycroft was like yeah sure you can have five minutes on supervised Moriarty that's fine but I'm like I'm sorry I- I'm not being funny <laughs> right yeah Mycroft doing that to me seemed like completely out of character it was so out of character because Mycroft's very like unless he's got an ulterior motive like there's no way that he would do that I no just way. don't see him being like Mycroft is super overprotective of Sherlock. I yeah. can only imagine if he had a sister who was, you know, deranged and kind of not psychologically there as she is, he yeah. would be even more protective of her and be like, he you would. know, I, I I don't think anyone should be talking to my sister apart from family. Even our family, it seems too dangerous to also their parents are, like this is something I don't understand are their parents aware of where she is do they know Mycroft has her in Sherryford no. like, they I, didn't initially they had no idea they just thought she died in a, a mental institute institute like, how awful is that like I just don't it blows my mind and then they find out after it all clears up because yeah, like straight now. away has a go at Mycroft and Sherlock's like he was just doing his best. And how, it was I'm like, sorry though, how is that doing your best? They're her parents. I mean, eventually they get to go see her, but it's I like, know, but like you, t- it just doesn't. In my opinion, like the whole of Mycroft actions in that episode and throughout season four, they don't seem like Mycroft to me. No. It doesn't feel like him. No. But that's what it I mean. feels like... None of the characters in that season, to me, feel like their authentic selves. They just feel cheap and fake. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, in in the last episode, when Mycroft dresses up the f- as the fisherman, I'm like, that's a Sherlock move. Like, don't. I that annoyed me so much. I, was I sat- genuinely don't think that Mycroft would do that. I vividly <laughs> remember sitting there... Yeah. And being like, this is so out of character. I just don't... I remember getting really angry. <laughs> but yeah. I'm always angry at season four, so are we surprised? No. But I remember just being sat there like, what in the heck is happening right now? Michael yeah. is not being himself. 
It, it was very, like, weird. But, like... That whole season felt like a fever dream. Yeah. That season was a fever dream. It was a fever dream. <laughs> we all took the same acid. We ended up in, like, some weird alternate universe. Whoops. <laughs> I dropped a battery. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> One of my uh, big things is Jim Moriarty, like, he... He's one of those characters which is like, I don't know, he doesn't he doesn't have fears. Like I don't think he fears death. But then, in Reichenbach Fall, when Sherlock tries to push him off of the the rooftop, he sort of makes that cry out. It's like, well, do you actually want to die or not? I think the thing is Moriarty plays on the fact that he isn't human and that he doesn't have yeah. human emotions. Um, but like to me. Like, Sherlock and Moriarty are very much alike in the sense that they both feel like emotions aren't to their advantage. Yeah. Um, obviously, Mycroft is the same, but I feel like Mycroft isn't the same at the same time. Like I, I think feel... Mi- Mycroft's quite emotional. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think Mycroft is actually a very emotional person. And he, and he just pretends to be emotionally distant. Yeah, he hates that. But, like, Moriarty and, and Sherlock, I feel like they are very well... Um, they're like mirrors of each other. Um, yeah. And Moriarty saying, you know, I'm not scared of death. I'm not scared to die. I feel like it's a lie. And I feel like he probably was. Yeah. Slight, like, I think he is, um, you know, uh, psychotic because <laughs> he's Moriarty. <laughs> he is insane. Let's face like, it. He is insane. Um, <laughs> I, I like that about him, though. I think he makes... I'm sorry. Andrew Scott is just like... The perfect Moriarty. Such he a, is. Such a good char- like casting decision. I really think they did a good job. Um, when that. I watched Elementary and they used Natalie Dormer as Moriarty. Oh, interesting. But but Andrew Scott plays Moriarty so much better than she did. Because I, she's also in Elementary, Irene Adler as well. I'm going to ask you a question about Elementary. Yeah. Yeah. A few years ago, you said you preferred Elementary to Sherlock. Is that still yes. the case? Uh, in some aspects, yes, but in uh, others, no. Because okay. I was, well, I was rereading um, a study in Scarlet. Yeah. And in it, they have Gregson. Yes, Gregson. Gregson, and then and Lestrade, and I realised that in Elementary they use Gregson, mm-hmm. and not Lestrade. Mm-hmm. Like I think Lestrade appears for two two episodes, and he's he's like a dishonorably discharged sort of like detective yeah that just claims fame yeah whereas in in sherlock he is a hard-working detective who can't take the the fame because mm. it always comes out as sherlock uh, but in elementary they play on the sherlock doesn't want to be told like he doesn't want to be in the limelight mm. so there are certain aspects where elementary is doing stuff slightly better than Sherlock, but then there's other things where I'm like, well, Sherlock did that so much better. Like, the whole Moriarty, I was like, Sherlock did that better. Okay. Whereas, like, Elementary went about Moriarty really weird, because in Moriarty, no, in Elementary, Moriarty is obsessed with Joan, Mm -hmm. who is the, the, who is basically John Watson, but female. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of like, well, that doesn't make sense, because... Moriarty in Sherlock is obsessed with Sherlock. 
Yeah. And like in the original stories, um It's Sherlock. It, it's Sherlock that Moriarty <laughs> is um obsessed with and fixated on. But yeah, I I I think I prefer um oh, what's his name? I forgot his name. I think it's like Johnny Lee Miller maybe. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, I Come prefer him as Sherlock to Ooh. Ben. Interesting. Because I think he plays... Because their Sherlock's slightly different yeah. to Sherlock and Sherlock. Their Sherlock is um, 100% sort of removed. Mm-hmm. But he he also has more of like an addiction. Right, okay. And I'm pretty sure he actually knows where like, the Sorrow system. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and more of like in, in Sherlock... Moriarty's nickname for Sherlock is the Virgin. If they did that in elementary, we all know that's not true. So, (laughs) (laughs) the first time you meet Sherlock in elementary, he he has just slept with two women. Like (laughs) you cannot call him the Virgin. Okay, so they're very different character, like character types, basically. Okay, that's interesting. But I think. And like in in elementary, beekeeping is a very big thing for Sherlock. He has yeah. like a beehive. You don't see that in in BBC Sherlock. No, to be fair, they they're in London, so yeah. I mean, you can keep a beehive in London somewhere. You, you, yeah, you probably can. Um, yeah, no, I I definitely think it's interesting to see the different adaptations that there have been of yeah. of like Sherlock Holmes, like the the general story. Um, I also think that elementary writers haven't given up on the show. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. I I really just don't know anymore. I, like, there's a part of me that's like, I really want a season five. It's not going to happen, though. Of, I know, of Sherlock. But then there's also a part of me that's like, don't ever touch that show again. Leave it alone. Mm. You have killed it. Not unless um, you're going to rewrite season four. Not unless you're going to say this whole season was a lie and this is what really is happening. It's um, going to like start off with Sherlock back on that plane and he's like, oh, I've woken up again. That would <laughs> it was be all so a funny. dream. That would be so funny. I can't. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I just think season four just oversteps the mark a lot. Um, yeah. And yeah. But like... I, I yeah, I definitely think that Moriarty's character is killed off too soon in in the show, yeah. just because I think it is a really um interesting dynamic that Sherlock and Moriarty have in the sense that yeah. you know, um, Moriarty keeps Sherlock on his toes, but like it's Moriarty being Sherlock's foil who makes Sherlock realise that he is in fact human and that he does have people he yeah. loves and cares for and that he isn't just like a machine like he is he has feelings um and I really liked that dynamic um yeah as well I did I did really like that dynamic I thought I thought they were really good characters that you bounce off of yeah because you're sort of like, well, do I prefer Moriarty? Do I prefer Sherlock? Because they're so alike, but also different. Yeah. It's like, it was the it was the general like tipping the line between the good side and the bad side 
because you're like you're encaptured by Moriarty, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, he's really good, but then you're sort of like, but he's also not quite human, and yeah. then you sort of look, you compare Sherlock to Moriarty, and you're like, well, Sherlock definitely has an emotional level, yeah, which he you does. sort of see with the people that are closest to him, whereas Moriarty would like he would sell you for like. I don't know, air. He would just ask for yeah. some oxygen. <laughs> Mor- Moriarty doesn't have any loyalties but to himself, whereas not- Sherlock may not seem to have loyalties to anyone, but he does have loyalties to people. He just yeah. w- doesn't advertise the fact that he has them. Mm. And he, I don't think he's actually aware that he has them until, like, um, until the writer can back fall, to be honest. Yeah. And he realises John could die, Lestrade could die, Molly could die... Um, Mycroft could potentially die. These are and Mrs. Hudson as well. These are all people I really love and care about. Probably should do this not great thing to save them all. Um, yeah. So but then it's like revealed that he was sort of a step ahead of Moriarty anyway. Yeah. Although I reckon Moriarty had a better dress than like Sherlock dress sense than Sherlock. I do like Moriarty's suits. They're very very snazzy. I even preferred him in his Richard Brook clothing to Sherlock's stupidly tight shirts. Hey, no, I like Sherlock's shirts. If you're going to wear a suit, please get the right size shirt. I don't care if you want to, like... Because his shirts seemed like they were two sizes too small. That's just I don't a know Sherlock that just... thing. Yeah, but it was just so weird. <laughs> I stand it. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure there were several times where I was like, is this going to be one of those moments, like in Harry Potter, where the aunt expands? Is Sherlock going to do that? Is his, is you his... mean Aunt Marge. Yep. Is his um button going to fly off and hit John in the face? Or <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> But like, I feel like that's just like character, like a character trait of Sherlock's. Though he wears ridiculously yeah. tight shirts, I don't know why he just does. He likes to look good. Yeah. Okay. Not not as he doesn't look as good as Moriarty and Mycroft, who have the most amazing suits. Like Moriarty's suits and his colors, ten out of ten. And I mean, you only ever see him in this like blue Westwood suit and like his grey one. Westwood. He only wears Westwood. Like, I love that quote. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're so nice, and like, I I adore the tie combo with it. And then obviously, I've just read the trivia with the the fox pin, and yeah. I'm like, wow. And if you don't know, it, it's the fox pin, which is a correlation to the Grimm's fairy tale, the wedding of Mrs. Fox, where a male fox commits, or no, fakes his death. Which sort of leads on to Sherlock and Reichenbachfall. Yeah, it's like a little... Um, nod. Yeah, nod to it all. Which is really a little... Um, nice little motif they have in there. It is. Um, okay, so... We've spoken about Moriarty a lot. Mm-hmm. So... Um, do you want to discuss Greg, Mycroft, Mrs. Hudson? You know, one of them. Let's, let's do Mrs. Hudson. Okay. Mrs. Hudson. Not I, your housekeeper. I love Mrs. Hudson. <laughs> she's such a, like, I just love her. Like, she's so funny. She's hilarious. 
And, like, you know that John and Sherlock genuinely love and care about her, and, like, they would do anything for her. Um, yeah. Like, you see in in the, um, the episode where the American, like, Scandal Belgravia, yeah. where the Americans, like, attack Mrs. Yeah, Hudson, basically. Her, and Sherlock, like, loses it. <laughs> Sherlock, like, phones up Scotland Yard, like, Lestrade, please. The series has been a breaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we're all fine. But the bird seems to have got himself horrifically hurt, like badly injured. Oh, oh he fell I, out of the window. I need to find the quote. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like a broken rib, punctured yeah, he's lung. Like, I fell out of a window. <laughs> Internal bleeding. Oh, I fell out of a window, and then like Greg's like, just how many times did he fall out the window? <laughs> and Charlotte's like, oh, I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I need to find the quote now. It's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I, definitely love... Um, Sherlock is very overprotective of Mrs. Hudson, whether he claims to be or not. Um, yeah. And uh, John, John is also, like, protective, because he's like, she needs to go. She In that episode, especially, he's like, she needs to go somewhere, go stay with her sister. And she was like, Mrs. Hudson, leave Baker Street, England, England would, would fall. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Could you just imagine it, like, Mycroft sitting at home gets, like, a billion reports, England is falling because Mrs. Hudson's gone away from Baker Street. <laughs> Mycroft's like, not again. It's just, like, I just think their dynamic with her is really, really lovely because, like, Sherlock, like, I don't know what the deal is with their parents, but Sherlock and Mycroft's parents, they seem really loving, but there's also, like, this weird distance with them. <coughs> Don't die. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Mm-hmm. Like, it just... There seems to be this strange kind of... Um... um um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to phrase it. Like, Sherlock literally fakes his own death mm-hmm. and runs off for like two years straight. His They're parents sort of absent as well. His, yeah, his parents aren't aware of any of this, and then they obviously turn up after um, he comes back in the empty house. Mm-hmm. Um, Mycroft has obviously not told them that Sherlock isn't really dead. Mm-hmm. Like, their dynamic with their sons just seems so strange. Like. I love Mycroft, but he hides so much from them, and they also don't really seem that interested in what's happening in their son's lives, or they are interested, and their sons just keep them out of it completely. Um, I just find it a very strange dynamic. I, I don't know how else to phrase it. It just... Why would you be that absent from your children's lives? Hmm. Because they are really absent. They, they honestly are. It's... It's ridiculous. Like, I know, obviously, they're grown men and everything, which, like, you know, is fair enough. Um, but they just don't... You would have thought... I'm seeing whether I can help you find the quote by looking on the wiki. Okay, oh, I'm going to keep talking. Well, you, yeah, you would think that, you know, they would actively try and be more involved. Or, like, Sherlock and um, Mycroft would talk about them more, or there would be more interactions between them, considering the show is mainly about Sherlock. Like, it is... Yeah. He is, like, the main character. Um, 
And for for a show that is about him, he doesn't really seem to care about his parents that much until season three, where suddenly it's like, okay, my parents have come to see us and we're going to Christmas at theirs. Um, Drugged all of them as well. Don't worry about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've drugged my parents, it's fine. um, It just, it's very, it's very strange. Yeah. And like, his parents are like, straight up like someone's put a bullet in my boy i'm like okay your boy faked your death <laughs> like his death like no mention where's of your that. perspective yeah I, I i don't know i don't know how to feel about that whole um relationship it's it, i just don't think um mark and steven really thought about it enough and they didn't really have time to flesh it out so it was like okay yeah they have parents they were loving parents um they didn't do anything wrong here they are bye yeah (laughs) like that was it and it was like there surely must be more to this because like they just don't seem very connected to them in any way shape or form yeah um so yeah i think mrs hudson kind of oh go on this is the strad we've had a break in at baker street send your least irritating officers and an ambulance oh no 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 we're fine no it's the uh it's the burglar. He seems... He, no, he's got himself rather badly injured. <laughs> oh, a few broken ribs, fractured skull, suspected punctured lung. He fell out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... And the straw's like... And exactly how many times did he fall out the window? Oh, it's all a bit of blur. Detective Inspector, I lost count. <laughs> like... <laughs> at what point do you go up to a professional and you're like... Yeah, I lost count. I lost count how many times you fell out the window of the second floor. But, like, that just shows how ballsy Sherlock is. To be literally yeah. like, I pushed him out the window. And it's all for Mrs. Hudson. Multiple times. So like... Yeah, and it's all for Mrs. Hudson because she's injured. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely think she acts as, like, a, a surrogate parent to yeah. both John and Sherlock because John's parents are also notably absent. John's whole family is noticeably yeah. absent. Oh, no, this irritates me so much. Why wasn't Harry at his wedding? Why? Yeah. Why wasn't she Actually, there? Actually, yeah, why wasn't she? This has been bothering me for years. Do you reckon they couldn't find an actress to play Harry? No. So like, nah. No, I don't think that was it, because they found Janine, who wasn't even that an essential of a character. They found her just fine. Like... Mm. They had by season three. They had a big budget. I don't think it was the fact that they couldn't find um, actresses or actors. Maybe um, they just didn't want to. That's why. Just I, like I think so. I I don't think they cared. <laughs> I think they were like John has a sister. Oh oh well. <laughs> <laughs> John's got an alcoholic sister. Yeah, that's fine. Off we go. We're gonna mention it briefly in season one, and then like I think they do a passing brief mention where John's like, Harry's not coming. And yeah, I, I think it's actually like, oh, Harry can't make it or something like that. And it's like, but really? Why? Harry could have just said, here. He could have just said, Harry's in rehab, so she can't make it. Like, that would have been such a better excuse, not just, she can't make it. Yeah. I'm like, come on now. I agree. Unless Harry is dead in jail or in a rehab, sh- or like, institutionalised. There is no excuse. It just... It just seems a bit strange. It's just like, Harry yeah. just is this 
she's um a character that is is noted in passing but she's not really ever ever present within the narrative which i'm not saying like she needed to be present at all times but it just would have been interesting to see their little family dynamic as well because you literally know nothing about john's life beforehand apart from the fact that he's a military man Mm -hmm. that's all you know about him yeah like does that not seem strange to you it seems strange to me (laughs) (laughs) same as Sherlock like I know you know obviously about his um, drug habits and you know a bit more now like his parents are there and obviously since the whole Euros thing happened we know a lot about his childhood but like the in between time we don't know a heck of a lot either I just think Mark and, and Stephen kind of like they they focus so much on the, you know, the crime-solving and the detective element of the show, which I'm not saying they, they didn't have to because it's literally Sherlock. Like, it is about the crime-solving and being detectives and, you know, Moriarty as a villain. But I think, like, um, there was more character development that needed to happen mm-hmm. for everyone. Definitely. And I feel but like... you did get some character development. You did. No, no, you did for sure. But I, I yeah. just think... Um, the first three seasons, like, they developed Sherlock's character so much. They did. And, um, like, that was really good, but I think John's character, they did develop. I think they developed his character the best they could in season three. Yes. With the yeah. whole Mary and that lot. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah, Mycroft, I think, his character developed really beautifully, actually, as well. Just yeah. the fact that, you know, he starts off, you know, very evidently concerned about Sherlock. And then he, like, oh, the in the final problem, when he's literally like to Sherlock, shoot me instead of John, because you yeah. need John more than you need me. Girl, that bit did have me like, oh, I wow. Honestly, I love that bit. I love that, because it was... Mycroft couldn't just say shoot me because Sherlock would just been like nah. No. He had to try and wind Sherlock up to get to the point where Sherlock was Sherlock was full of Anger. rage. Yeah. That he could shoot Mycroft without blinking. Yeah. But Sherlock didn't fall for it, and he was like, "No, you're just saying that to make me do that." Mhm. And that was like that was big character like development like in season four for both Sherlock and Mycroft together. Yeah. Their their sibling dynamic I think really develops over the series. Yes. Yeah. Um which is lovely to see considering how fraught it is at the beginning of yeah. the show. Um I think for for Mycroft to literally be like I know if I go, John yeah. is gonna look after you and make and sure John you're is gonna okay. Do the best job he can. Like honestly had me like oh bro nah oh my god (laughs) i reckon if it was anyone else in that room with sherlock and mycroft mycroft would be like nah it's fine yeah just shoot them but because it's john i think he was literally like i know john will do the best he can at taking care of sherlock after i'm gone and he trusts john completely which is again such lovely development from where their relationship first started um Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the show with sherlock trying to pay John to like Mycroft. monitor. Sorry, Mycroft. Ah, uh, there's too many names. 
with Michael trying to pay John to monitor Sherlock and like co- yeah. like to where they get to in the final problem where he's literally like, okay, I'm willing to die so John and they, can live. They can they text you see you've seen that they text because when in the lying detective, yeah, in, no, not the lying detective in no in season three, yeah, not the lying detective. Uh, I think it might have been what is it the one where. I think it's the one where uh, Magnuson gets shot at the end of that. Maybe. You know where he starts off as a, in the drug house? Yes. Yeah. In that one where like they're on their way back from St. Bart's and Michael's just sat on the stairs and they walk in and he was like, you called Mycroft to John. And John was like, yeah. His last vow. That's the one. And um, Michael's like, yeah, of course he bloody phoned me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, save us the hassle and tell us where to look. <laughs> I Yeah, I definitely think John and Michael's relationship develops really yeah. nicely over the, the series. Because they, they are gradually learn to trust one another with looking yeah. after Sherlock. Which is really nice. Um, I would have really liked to see more interaction between Greg and Mycroft. Like, I know that they start to interact more in season four, but it's only, like, passing ones. Yeah. And, like, obviously, in season three, they you've seen that, Mycro- uh, like, Greg goes to Mycroft for help. Yeah. To find Sherlock. It's like, well, where's the development with them two? Because I would like to see it. Like, yeah. I think they'd they'd be really good as, like, you know, you've got Sherlock and John, and they're like, they're great blossoming relationship. Mycroft needs someone. <laughs> Who better than Greg? <laughs> Who is the only one at the end of season two to still have some respect for Sherlock and some, like, some. Oh, what's the word? You know, when, like, they're. He's like. You gotta arrest Sherlock, and Greg's like, "Well, no, hold on a minute." Um, but he—he would still. He still back has off belief Sherlock. in yeah. Sherlock. Like he still has hope. Yeah. Um, he's the only one that would stick by Sherlock. Yeah. In, in the he's, yard, he's willing to stick his neck out to yeah. to help Sherlock because he trusts him as a friend and like values him as like a colleague as well. Yeah. Um. Obviously, more so as a friend. Um. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I I think it would have been interesting to see Greg and Mycroft interact more. Um, yeah, it would have given Greg like the the good sort of character development that he needed. Yes, because obviously he is some sort of mashup between Gregson and Lestrade from the original Conan yeah. Doyle. Because he be both. Yeah, because there was no not really a Tobias Gregson in Sherlock, BBC Sherlock. No, no. Um, and obviously, in in the original stories, Lestrade doesn't have a first name. It only sort of gets announced that in the adventure of the cardboard box. Yeah. That it begins with a G. And I bet they just went, yeah, let's call him Greg. Yeah. Some sort of mashup. It's a, it's a mashup of the two. And I think Greg is like one of the most underrated characters in the show. Because he think... actually, he holds quite a good character, like yeah, 
he's he's crucial for some of the plots. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, with, I think one of my favorite episodes with Greg is um, the Hounds of Baskerville, where he turns oh, up. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> he's like, like, I'm on holiday. <laughs> you just got back from holiday. I wanted another one. Yeah. Oh, I think Sherlock's because like you called um. I can't remember what he calls Greg because obviously he always says his name wrong. But he's he's so annoyed at Johnny. He's like, "You called him," and he's like, "And Greg's like, oh no, I just fancied a holiday." Yeah. Was it like because he gets called Gavin Graham, Jeff, and Giles? Yeah, a good variation. Um, I think Gavin is used most memorably when John and Sherlock are having that conversation about best men. Yeah. That best man. He's like, just call, what about Gavin? He's like, who's Gavin? <laughs> <laughs> I love Sherlock doing that because he does it on purpose yeah. and it's like, oh, you're such a little... <laughs> he does. I did that one episode where they're sat on the on the sofa well, in their little armchairs and Greg's like, right, off we go. I think it's a Six Fatchers where Greg's like, no... Greg like brushes off the fact that that uh, Sherlock calls him like Giles or something, mm. and then Sherlock turns to, to John and is just like, "What's his name?" <laughs> <laughs> and John's like, "Greg, Greg," <laughs> <laughs> and like Greg just looks so happy whenever Sherlock calls him Greg. It's just amazing. Yeah, and and in the fi- in the final episode, the final problem. When, without needing to be known that it's Greg, Sherlock calls him Greg. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's character development between Sherlock and Greg. Yeah. I mean, you know Sherlock knows his whole name throughout the show, but he's just doing it to irritate Lestrade. Um, Yeah. But I do really like the friendship they have, because, like, Greg is genuinely trying to look out for Sherlock throughout most of the show. Like, he genuinely cares about Sherlock, um... And he wants to help him and, like, protect him as well. Obviously, he was there when um, Sherlock was an addict. Um, yeah. And he saw a lot of what happened to Sherlock during that time. So I really like the kind of dynamic where he kind of sticks around as a friend, but also to kind of, you know, distract Sherlock and be like, oh, I've got a case on, like, you're brilliant anyway, so I do need your help, but do you want to come help as well to kind of distract him? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would agree in the fact that I do think Greg is an underrated character because he is, I think, very important to the plot. Um, I think he's just a nice bit of com- comedic relief as well. Yeah, like, I don't think the funniest scene with Greg is like, you the, know, when what was the bit where, of free? when he's like, "Not our department." Oh my god! Yeah, in 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 the um Reichenbach full episode yeah. where he's like. He's eating the, he's drinking the coffee and eating yeah. the donut. He's got yeah. his feet up on the desk, and Donovan's like, "There's been a break," and he's like, "Not my division." But <laughs> <laughs> so, like one of my so favorite funny. scenes with Greg is where they're going. It's the big old like flashing back and forth between scenes mm-hmm. where they're trying to arrest the family of like robbers, and he just turns. He's like kicking the 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 wheel of his car yeah and he's just shouting at Donovan he's like in the act (laughs) in the act (laughs) it's like okay and then like he gets to the point where they're a step ahead and Sherlock just messages him he's like I've gotta go (laughs) and he's like Greg no (laughs) this is what you've been waiting for (laughs) 
And like when he has to dig the uh, grave in the weird acid dream that Sherlock has in the Abominable Bride. Yeah. And, look, and like him and Michael share a look, and it's like, uh oh, you're gonna be digging the grave. <laughs> I uh, the Abominable Bride is such an interesting episode. It is. It I'm has sorry, it is highlights. so queer coded. It is. Like, the whole conversation between John and Sherlock in that bloody greenhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot cope. I saw that in the cinema with my dad. And my dad, the whole time, was just laughing at me because I was just, like, literally, like, screaming in my seat every time, like, something <laughs> slightly um, gay happened. I was just like, this is so... <sighs> Yeah, like, I think on, Mark and Steven. I think <laughs> that episode on. had some highlights. Like, it wasn't a great episode, but I do like some bits. I like the Moriarty bit at the end, where they're on the uh, waterfall. Yeah. Because, obviously, my favourite line from that is, like, when Moriarty's like, I'm the Napoleon of crime, and he's like, you once called your brain a hard drive, or welcome to the virus. Yeah, that is a good and I'm quote. Like, oh, man, what a quote. I wish I could use that without sounding like an idiot in one day. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone would understand what you're talking about. No, I'd just be, and especially the people I work with, they would not. <laughs> I'm not calling them dumb, I'm just saying that their brain cells work a little slower than usual. So you are calling them dumb? Yeah, but I'm hoping <laughs> that some people listening to this wouldn't understand and think it was a compliment. <laughs> okay, you're not calling them dumb then, it's fine. <laughs> Um, I, um, I, yeah, I just, I, I really liked aspects of the episode because I think it was very, um, like, it was very fun. I think it was more Mark and Steven having fun with the show and kind of being like, okay, well, we're just, you know, playing around with stuff, um, which I liked. Um, but I think obviously, yeah, for people who, who don't kind of love Sherlock, like, love yeah. it, love it. I think it, I could see why people were kind of like, this is a waste of time. Yeah. Because it is a bit like, well, it doesn't really have that much to do with the main plot of the show. Um, yeah. I don't know. But I think it is a really good, I think it's a really good, like, standalone episode. Unrelated to what's happening in the main show. Yeah. It, it was, it was something. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I did like Mycroft in that episode, though. He had this really nice outfit with his blue, like, long coat. Yeah. And his scarf. I really liked it. Like, what an outfit. Like, I really... I like outfits in TV shows. We yeah, know this if you now. haven't noticed, Shakira loves looking at the costume department. Yeah. It's I a love big it. thing of hers. I like, especially suits, like, you can wear whatever you like on a TV show if you're any other character, but as soon as you put on a suit, I am watching. I am like, is this a suit that matches this personality? Is this a suit that works well with their figure? Is this a suit that works for them and not against them? Because I've seen some suits, Greg wears some atrocious shirts. Like, I like Greg. But his shirts and his suits, you know, they're like typical sort of I go to shop in like the lower end 
and they gave him that to match his character. Yeah. But some of his shirts were really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like he had this horrible stripes shirt in the um in the great game episode. Yeah. Where he stood before the the deaf no, the blind lady gets um blown up. Yeah. He is stood with Sherlock and John and his shirt is horrible. And I remember looking at him like, Greg, get some decency, get some class. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> this is not what we like. Oh, God. <laughs> I just like outfits. And Mycroft has some really nice suits. But then you expect him to have some nice suits. You, you, you do. That's Because yeah. he's, he is it's the government. Given. He has to look the part. Mm. And his suits, the suits that they give Mark go well with his with like him they go well with the tone of him they go well with the with all his like uh, they just go well with him and the character yeah and i'm just like yay what a what a suit like i think my favorite is my favorite is when he wears the tux in season four when he wears the tuxedo i like that one that was my favorite suit <laughs> I think maybe we should do an episode where Shakira just rates clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can get really mean about it. You like, can, like, literally talk for hours on end about pe- like t- characters' clothing choices. I can because I just like clothing. Like, I know you do. You, you own like eighteen Christmas jumpers. I do. I dress like I just woke up, but I dress like I woke up styly mm. rather than my my first thought like most other well my first thought isn't what most people do where they're like let's stick on the tracksuit bottoms i don't like jogging bottoms i hate them they're comfy I though them. i, I would never go out in public i could never go out in public and wear them well good for you <laughs> <laughs> i hate them <laughs> like my dad wears them all the time i hate them they're comfy <laughs> I wear them around the house all the time. My utility jeans are comfy. I would wear them every day. In fact, I wear my two... I've got two pairs of utility jeans. Oh, no, three pairs, but two of them are my work trousers. Mm. I wear them every day because I dress to utilise my pockets. But anyway... to a place I didn't expect it to go but okay my mum used to always ask for my opinion on her clothing before she went out on a night out and so did my older sister true facts Mm. because I know style um but yeah so Mycroft wears some really nice suits like super nice suits I love his character I'm not gonna lie no, his, I, I think we've all figured that out. <laughs> his his um his fridge is slightly depressing. Like just with that singular Chinese menu. His his house is really nice until you get to the kitchen and I don't know whether he's got wallpaper or the or it just looks abandoned. Like just the style. Do you do you remember that scene? Yeah, with but his... him having an empty kitchen is is sad because like it shows he doesn't make food for himself because a 
he doesn't have the time to and b he has no one to like make food with him and he doesn't mm-hmm. have anyone else with him so he just is sad and lonely it is but like his wallpaper though <laughs> between you and me i focused on like the character development and like what why the characters feel the way they do and you're like this character is wearing this this house is styled like this they're trash <laughs> i like it okay i like the aesthetic yeah you go it for really... aesthetic and i go for like um the emotional yeah see i don't want to deal with the emotion the emotion means jack to me oh see that's important to me it's not important. Uh, to quote Mycroft, caring is not an advantage. <laughs> and to quote Sherlock, sentiment is found on the losing side. Well. And I don't do that. Love and you that. do do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, love that. So I like to look for the aesthetic. Yeah, we gathered that. <laughs> But moving on. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to discuss about Sherlock today? Um, no. No? No. Okay. I think we, we've covered everything in today's episode then. Um, we did. You know what? We're probably going to do another episode of Sherlock because I'm going to rewatch it eventually and I'm going to have a lot to say again. <laughs> It'll just be us reviewing a single episode at a time. We'll just go through the entire four seasons. <laughs> reviewing. You're going to get Charlie going, this was so emotional between Sherlock and John. And I'm like, Sherlock wore that horrific tight <laughs> shirt again. And Mycroft wore that amazing pinstripe suit with his umbrella, which had the handle. Oh, I remember what the handle was called. What was that handle called? The handle called? It was a specific handle because I want an umbrella with that handle. I don't oh, know. I, don't I don't pay attention. I think you began with a W. Oh, I do. Okay. I know you do. We just we just said <laughs> that. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed hearing us rant about Sherlock once again. I mean, you ranted. I just. No, we ranted too about Moriarty. Oh, uh, no, that wasn't a rant. That it, was ba- just going duh, off. it basically was. I had a rant about Greg's shirt. Shakira's <laughs> <laughs> priorities are very clear from this episode. When when this episode comes out, check the Instagram account at Ruined Adults. I'm pretty sure there might be an underscore somewhere. But there's going to be a picture of Greg's horrific shirt. <laughs> yeah, okay, that will be our advertising. Yeah. That's how I'm going to advertise the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first time we do an episode where I talk about the outfits of someone, yeah. it's going to be titled Greg's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> okay. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode where we've yes, gone slightly off the deep end. Um, yes. We have all social media apart from Facebook. I've said this every episode, but go follow us or go send us any direct messages at Ruined yep. Adults on our Twitter, Instagram and Tumblr if you want to talk to us or give us suggestions on what to read, what... If you want to agree with my opinion on Greg's shirt, go ahead. <laughs> Advocate the fact that Sherlock needs better shirts. 
Um, I disagree, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't know what our next episode is going to be on, so we'll surprise you guys with that. Um, and we hope you're all staying safe and sound during these troubling times. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Goodbye.